Hey everybody, I'm C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Tit and Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Tit and Baobab, the New York Times Spelling Bee inspired podcast. It's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. Welcome to the live and mostly unedited Thanksgiving <laughs> edition. Woo! <laughs> Jen, it was Thanksgiving yesterday. Can we talk turkey? I have a better idea. Let's talk loony. Loony. <laughs> all right. So I have to explain about the loony. So, Jen texts me on Monday and she goes, see, we screwed everything up. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> so Jen, you want to take it from here? I was really, we haven't actually <laughs> talked about this because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So <laughs> I edit the show. I edited it on Sunday night. I sent Cecilia the copy that I was going to post with it, which said, we're going to talk about birds. And that included the loony. And then I gave her a list of possible titles for the episode and the one that she picked was looney tunes yeah of course and then i posted it and i went to bed and when i woke up the next morning and i put it, it comes out before i wake up it comes out like three hours before i wake that's up that's because jen gets up at like noon people but anyway I, I don't but okay i go out to walk the dog and as i'm walking the dog all of a sudden i say to myself oh it just popped in your head i don't think looney is a bird wait that really <laughs> just that really just popped in your head oh, i think it was in the back of my head swirling around and i'm like oh my god i just made a whole show about a loony being a bird and a loony is not a bird okay so first off if you listen to last week's episode you know the whole show was not about the loony being a bird. <laughs> but, but then so, we made it about the bird so by she adding writes the title me, and the copy well she writes me and she says you said looney was and i was like what are you talking about like I was talking about the Canadian dollar. And I said, am I wrong? Is there not a, like, is that, they're not a bird on the Canadian dollar? And Jen said. I said, yes, there is a bird on the Canadian dollar, but that bird is not a loony. Yes, the bird <laughs> is the loon, which I understood when we talked about this being okay, well, the loony. it was loony, not but... clear because anybody who listened last week, I said, were there birds in the bee this week that you would like to talk about? And Cecilia said, the loony. Yes. And then I said, what about the Lynette? And she said, but the loony sounds better. So it was never clarified okay, so that a loony is not a bird. Yes, the loony is the Canadian dollar coin, so-called because of the loon on the Canadian dollar. That's and my family loves things Canadian, so I know about this. My family is Canadian. Uh, yes, no, that is true. Yeah. Well, you know what else they probably know about? Tooks. So last week you said, how is Tooks not in the puzzle? And I mm -hmm. said to you at the time, oh, maybe you don't spell it that way, T-U-Q-U-E. And you said, no, you definitely do. And I took your word for it. And? Well, that is the French-Canadian way to spell well, Tooks. it's in the dictionary that way. T-U-Q-U-E. But the main spelling of Tooks in English is T-O-Q-U-E. Or, weirdly... T-O-U-Q-U-E, if you're not reading Merriam-Webster. Oh, so not Merriam-Webster doesn't even have T-O-U-Q-U-E, which is weird. They have T-U. They have T-O-Q-U-E as their main definition. Uh -huh. And in the T-O-Q-U-E definition of Tuke, they say also could be spelled as T-U-Q-U-E. 
in the T U Q U E definition they have, which is a separate uh-huh. definition. Right, which not is, that, I looked it up and it the was there. T O Q U E definition. They say nothing about T O Q U E. That's right. And when I looked it up, because I think that is actually the French Canadian word is T U Q U E and T O Q U E. This is very is interesting. English word. Because I believe that my Canadian family spells it with a U, even yeah. though they're not in the French Canadian part of Canada. Right. And because the only place I've ever seen that word written is on their Christmas lists. Like, oh, my nephew asked too. for a toque either last year or the year before that. Uh, so that's how I saw it written. And w- when I looked it up in Merriam-Webster, I put in the spelling that I knew for it. And now we know why it didn't tell me that there was an alternate spelling. The toque mystery. Yes. It's like a riddle within a riddle within a turducken. That's a- <laughs> Inside a loony. Yeah. <laughs> you know what made me almost as crazy as a loon wearing a turducken? What's that? Uh, in ordinary. In ordinary. That was eleven twenty two Wednesday. So ordinary was the pangram, and I go, okay, well the and other. And so pangram, was non-dairy. Oh right, right. But but I went ordinary. Well, obviously, in ordinary is the other word. My mother, by the way, who was on this live show, is behind us. Just mouthing, un, unordinary, unordinary. Yes, unordinary is also a word, but inordinary is one. Now she's she's shaking her head. <laughs> inordinary is 100% a word in the dictionary, no qualifiers. I don't know why it wasn't counted, except that my mother also doesn't either. think it's a word. I mean, I think that unordinary is more common than inordinary. I 100% but thought inordinary is a word. It is a word. Yeah, so I didn't understand that. I did also not understand today's pangram, as it turned out. Well, you know what's funny about today's pangram? So this is Friday, the 24th of November. Uh-huh. And, and ordinary is that I got today's pangram, and I was like, ooh, that's a really cool Me word. Me too. I loved it. I got it right away. I love that word, but... But I went and looked it up, because a lot of times I'll go and look up a word yeah, that I'm like, case. I don't really use that word that often, but let me see if it means what I think it means. What I thought it meant. And was, the word is, sorry, the word is factotum, F-A-C-T-O-T-U-M. Yes, and you thought it was. I thought it meant ordinary. I thought factotum was like a little fact. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I've seen that word a million times. I thought, oh yeah, it's a factotum, you know, like something kind of, a factotum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a listicle. I hate the word listicle. Wait, that's a word? It's a word. And listicle? it was added, listicle, it was I think it comes like from some ellipse? internet thing. Like ellipse? No, it's a small, it's a lit, it's a small list. Like an ellipse. Like no, it's an just ellipse a list. Like the end it's of the a listicle. But I think because of ellipse. It's that, not. It's oh because of God. list. It's just a stupid second way to say list when list is perfectly fine. A listicle. And that's why I and thought a factotum, factotum was. Factotum to yeah. me would be like that. <laughs> but factotum actually means. It's like a drudge. It's like. It's a, a person worker. who does everything. Yeah. yeah, the person who who does all these things. Yes. yes. Can we talk about one other thing from this week before we go? I know we got so much to talk about. Yes. And we got our families waiting. We, but We can. But there was a very, very long Thanksgiving puzzle. <laughs> what you think? I was trying to erase that from my memory, that puzzle. So I loved I it. Six pangrams. hated that puzzle. Why? It's, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. You're yeah. hanging out. You've got... Um, Six pangrams, and there were six good pangrams. Okay, I had six other things to do pangrams. on Thanksgiving, number one. Number two, I started doing it, uh-huh. 
it was taking forever. I did it some more. It was still taking forever. <laughs> I did it some more. It was still taking forever. And then finally, I was like, I don't even want to do this. I totally just I quit it. I loved it. I need to know. It's also one of those things. I was so tired of doing it. It's also another pan, uh, thing where I like to talk to different people about what pangrams they got when. So me and my mother mm -hmm. talked about this, and we got the exact opposite pangram Ooh. first and last. So which ones did you and, get? Well, I got them all. No, which but, ones did you get first? Well, I, so my first one that I got the second I looked at it was mm -hmm. Picante. My mom didn't get that word at all. I had mm -hmm. to tell her that it was a word, and then she argued with me that it was Spanish. <laughs> my last word, when I had all the other words, and I, I got it, you know, in the car uh -huh. on the way here, and that was anticipate. And my mother, that was her I first word. I gave up word. before anticipate. I oh, was that your anticipate. last word, too? No, I didn't even... I stopped doing the puzzle Wait, before I even got to that. how many pangrams did you get? I had, well, first of all, I didn't know how many pangrams there were because uh, I don't look at that when I started the puzzle. But it's so fun to know that there are six so, that you've got to get. Yeah, well, That's I didn't why know I liked that. It. There's six if good I had known words that, maybe that I would have stuck with and it. And you might have liked it because you knew there were six good the words to find. first, I believe that I found incapacitate. Yeah, that's a good word. And you then, can't complain oh, about no, that. Oh, no, that was a good word. It was a great yeah. word. And then I tried to put incapacitate, and it wasn't a word. And that I was got annoyed. me annoyed, and we wrote about that, okay. yes. Little did I know that capacitance was one of the pangrams, but yep. capacitate wasn't. That makes no sense. The second one I got was patience. Yeah. And the third one I got was picante. Ah, but so you didn't get pittance. I thought you would have liked nope. pittance. I do like it. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? There are good words here. So it was I get too it. long. It was long, it was like, but I liked that he did it on a holiday. I I'm didn't like you. it. I just down. wanted to tear my hair out. Tear your hair I out. did. I yeah. wanted to take a cat nap. <laughs> yeah, see, there was cat nap. How I'm looking at the like list now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could do this puzzle. I, I did not. This was an extraordinarily long You puzzle. want to talk about something extraordinary? That's right. not this puzzle yet. All right, let's talk about today's episode, Jen. The extraordinary Thanksgiving episode. Time to run. <laughs> That's right. We are here with our families for Thanksgiving, and we are ready to express our gratitude for all things worthy. Let's head to the table. Hey, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I think, should we have everybody introduce themselves before we get started? Uh, sure. Real quick, maybe. Who's yeah. here? Who's here? Who are you? I'm Zane. I'm Janice. Bob. Bonnie. Gus. And of course, C and Jen are here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking about language stuff we're or thankful things. for stuff and things things stuff and, and things. stuff because last <laughs> week <laughs> oh, oh, oh it's like she's a millennial what do you think millennials or gen Zers? <laughs> so last week we or not last week it was a couple weeks ago now right so. we were talking about millennial talk and millennials say stuff and things apparently all the time and then when we were trying to think of what to call this segment we thought you know what let's uh let's punch down so <laughs> we're calling it word things we're thankful for stuff that relates to language that we're thankful for from this year i came up with a slightly different way of explaining all right it. go for it ways that you enjoy language in your life maybe depending on what your thing was but all right we got it okay all who right. wants to go first don't go always your hand at oh, all right going first why not the thing that i like about a language is that it's musical that people can say it in a way that it has a rhythm and a cadence and 
different tone and that sort of thing. And it makes it very lyrical and musical. That is very interesting. In fact, there's a Radiolab episode. Not to send people from our podcast to Radio Lab, but Radio Lab's pretty good. Almost, it's it's all right. It's almost yeah. good. <laughs> um, they have an episode where they take a bit of a sentence, and when they play the sentence in a loop over and over again, it becomes like music. I don't remember what the exact phrase is, but there's a phrase, and it's something like, "How do you do?" But when it, you say it over, like over yeah. and over, it becomes like, "How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? How do you do?" See, Radio Lab never does stuff like that. It's funny, Bonnie. Do you feel like you have your own cadence? Like, do you feel like people have certain cadences so you always know, even if you didn't hear the words they were saying, you'd know, like, that's Jen, that's Carrie, my other daughter, that's, you know. Well, I think all of us in our family have the same cadence. So I oh, wouldn't really? know one from the other. But oh, interesting. I think, I think that that happens when you live with mm-hmm. you know, people for a long time. You just sort of pick that up. Cool. I am now. You've got me curious too about living together and like developing the same cadences. But yeah, like, like fa- it's like familect, but with cadence. That's interesting. And actually, yeah. that reminds me of I have a couple of friends who were born or grew up in England, but spent a huge part of their lives in America and whenever they are around their family who have an English accent they pick up the lilt of the English accent well when Bob goes yeah. to Minnesota go ahead Bob or get on the phone suddenly yep. he becomes a Minnesota you know talking like that now the weather <laughs> up there and it's all cold you know <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys when we come back this Christmas are we all Minnesotan <laughs> hey Minnesota boy, you want to go next? Well, as a matter of fact, sure. <laughs> I am thankful for translating tools. Ah. As a teacher, I was thinking of like Google Translate, how much more accessible our instructional materials are for mm-hmm. uh, many, many students who have many different languages that come from backgrounds where their primary language is not English, and it's a lot easier for them to now access and translate to another language or on YouTube videos I could put captions on right. in whatever native language they have while we're watching. So I watch our yeah. CNN 10 videos in class on YouTube. Nice. And we can watch Lupin as a family in French and I can play along not knowing French. That's not true. We only subtitle Lupin. We do not watch it in French and mm-hmm. listen to the French. And it's going to be Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Bob. Yeah. I like that. And now we've learned a new tool. Very like good. Uh, how about you, Z? I think you have one that's kind of close. Well, yeah, uh, kind of jumping off uh, Bob's ideas here. Bob, I- you mean dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like learning new languages and I like um, just the art of different languages and how they're all different from each other. So I picked my favorite word stuff is Duolingo, the app for language learning. I know a lot of people in this room do a lot of Duolingo, but I'm the most avid Duolingo partaker. On Duolingo, I do Swedish, French and Italian. Now give us a taste of each of those languages. Just say my name is Zane in each of those. All right, well, for Swedish, I can't do it. For Italian, io sono Zane. Uh, for French, je m'appelle Zane. And so which do you like better, French or Italian? 
Um, I like the coolness of Italian, but I'm probably a bit more, I'm better at French. Gotcha. And what else do you like about Duolingo? Should people actually use Duolingo to learn? Yeah, I think so. It's very quick, bite-sized, interactive lessons, and they can help you learn languages quick and easy. And it's fun. And it's free, right? And, and it's free, yeah. And Gus, you do Duolingo too, right? Yeah. What do you study? I do um, German and Spanish and a little bit of Italian. Yeah. Don't both of you do Japanese too, or did I make Yeah, this, um, I, he did, I did Japanese for a little bit. And he did <laughs> it's very hard Bob I, I heard that you're doing Duolingo now I yeah I'm on a little bit of a break it lets you take a little vacation break sometimes oh, okay yeah. what language are you studying Spanish okay and oh, so I didn't is mom speak that language uh, oh wait you're doing it too I'm doing it too I'm gonna do it are you doing Spanish I'm well, doing Spanish I know how fun it is because when I was at the right, Peterson right. house last month or two months ago uh, the boys were not home, but they had to have their Duolingo things in. Exactly. And so I I did Gus's, and I aced the Italian part. I was like, boom, 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 right, right. hundred on the Italian. Then I got to the German part, and I have not studied German in twenty years, and that I did not do so well on. I'm <laughs> sorry, Gus. <laughs> Gus had a Gus had a good milestone today in, in his Duolingo. Oh yes, I just hit my one year streak. Woo! And Zane's over a year, um, right? Way over a year. Can you, can yeah. you say something for us in German? In German? Ich heiße uh, Gus. Sehr gut. <laughs> ich spreche Deutsch. Yeah, ich spreche Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> Not well enough to pass your test for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Mom? Yeah, um, I guess what I was thankful for is the way I thought about it was for Diana Gabaldon. There's an author who I just love her book series. And what are her book series? Oh, the Outlander series. Outlander. I think we have two Outlander fans in the house. And what is so wonderful about Outlander? What is not wonderful? (laughs) I just really like her writing. She has well-developed characters, Mm -hmm. exciting plots. Um, And you get to explore a relationship that lasts between two people for a very long time. Bob, what do we think she likes about Outlander? Bob and I have been uh, have been privy to some racy what? material. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it has elements of all kinds of things. Yeah. Cool. Learning right. about sort of history. Oh, like history of Scotland? Is that Scotland? England? Yeah. America? United States? Yeah, yeah I mean... Right now, um, we're in the midst of the American Revolution. Is it a time travel book? There is time travel, but it's not really about time travel. They never disrupt (laughs) the space-time continuum. (laughs) They do. (laughs) (laughs) That always happens. (laughs) And a major theme is trying to disrupt the space-time continuum, and they are not successful. Is it like... When they time travel, is it like the time traveler's wife where when they get to the new age, they're, they're totally naked? No. <laughs> I was just curious they about that. They get naked. They're naked a lot. You're talking about a married couple. They yes, do things so. differently in the revolutionary is this, is, this, is this a genre that they would call a bodice ripper? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. It's not. It's not really isn't romance. Okay, <laughs> because it's not about getting together. 
It's about staying together. It's a little bit historical fiction, a little bit science fiction, a little, little bit, bit of romance. romance. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you suggesting that we all should read it? I think everyone should read it. And watch it. And watch it. All right, Gussie? Okay. So I had multiple options that I was thinking about. And I said... You mean there's so many language things you're thankful for? Yeah. (laughs) But... I settled on Planet Word. Planet Word? We've talked about a lot on this show. Tell us. So Planet Wood, as you may know, is a museum in D.C. And it has all types of different word things. So, you know, lots of exhibits that contain about different languages, like facts about woods, lots of interactive um, things to do there. And even though I've only went once, it was very, very fun, and I plan to go again at some time. Cool. When I when I come to visit, we're gonna go because I have only mm-hmm. done their virtual stuff. I never went, and I also love Planet Word so much that I applied for a job there, and they never got back to me. So if anybody <laughs> from Planet Word is listening to this podcast right now, all right. So Jen and Gus are gonna go storm Planet Word. All right, Jen, you want me to go? Or you want to go? I'll go because I mine's also about museums. Mm. Um, so I really love poetry. One of my favorite poems in the world is Pablo Neruda's Ode to a Dictionary, which if you haven't read it, you should read in both Spanish and English. And the one thing that I actually love more than poems is art that contains words that are poem-like. So when Cecilia and I were at the Tate Modern in September, They had several really excellent text-based art pieces. The best ones, there were two inside. One was these different phrases along the passageway that you walk down, and they all said, it's easy to do something. So it was like, it's easy to get out of your house. It's easy to walk down the stairs. Now, we have to say something about this exhibit. to eat a burger. We don't actually know that it was an exhibit. It was the one thing that, like, it was was just on the wall. It was part of the exhibit. It was an art art text installation. And then there was the infamous, it's easy to walk around at night with a pack of Skittles. Yes. And what I really loved (laughs) about this is that you're reading it, and at first you're like, yeah, it's easy. And then you start to realize that for for other people, these things might not be easy. Right, and then you right. get to walking around with Skittles at night. And I'm like, I don't like walking around by myself at night. That's not easy. With Skittles? Especially with Skittles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Skittles, it's so, light things that you can, like, leave your way. So that was really cool. And then we turned the corner and went into a room that had this uh, changing light display. This was a Jenny Holzer piece. And it was funny, but it was also serious and we were so we were excited. there for a long time. So excited. In the light, very cool. words were in the light. Yeah. Yes. Like the like the words that that like you would see on a bill no like you would see on a billboard or something. It wasn't a crawl. It was like a crawl, but it was vertical. Pretty cool. That was a good one, Jen. That's mine. All right, so I like Gus had to think about many different things I'm thankful for, and I also thought about the dictionary, Jen. So you put that out there, and I Mm -hmm. almost said I was thankful for the dictionary, except for right now we think that Merriam-Webster might be phoning it in, so we're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
Uh, but we have a plan to take care of that. Yes. But instead, <laughs> I settled on the tried and true thing that I'm most thankful for, that I've been thankful for, I think, as long as I can remember reading, which is the New Yorker magazine. Woo! So when you get the New Yorker magazine, you get a lot of words delivered to you every week. And this is such an advertisement. We're advertising for so many people And on getting this. no money. <laughs> I know. But you get poems, some by some of our mm-hmm. favorite people like Major Jackson. That's you true. You get stories, you get news, you get history, you get all sorts of interesting things. This and is you, in the New Yorker, In the New Yorker, podcast. yes. And you get, <laughs> I know podcasts on those too, but you never have time to read it all. So you always mm-hmm. have things that you could still go back to and read and you can read ones that are really old. You can read new ones to get the news. Then you end news. up with huge piles of magazines. You end up with huge piles <laughs> of magazines. But guess what? Whenever you kind of are sitting around and bored, You've got the New Yorker there. Especially in the bathroom. Especially in the bathroom. So yes. or, <laughs> or when you take a trip with me, you get to give them to me so that I read your stories. Yes. And Cecilia and Bob have a habit of picking racy stories for me to read while we're in public <laughs> on the beach. Okay. Our last story to read on the beach was about Eric Adams, who right oh, now is maybe going to jail. And That's now I know true. something about I know, me too. Coming to yeah, the New York we today. totally did. so useful because before that, we had no thoughts about we did. So, so when I heard the news, excited. I was like, Eric Adams is the yeah, mayor exactly. of New York, and he oh, is, okay, according right. to this New Yorker article, a pathological nuts. liar. Yeah, so yeah. it was really interesting. Well, I like the breadth and width of all the language things mm-hmm. that we're thankful for. So mm-hmm. good, nice. good going, everybody. Thanks yep. for sharing with us. Yeah. I'm thankful for one more thing. What? Well, normally, see, you and I have to do all the work for the show, right? So we're and, not doing any work anymore? I love Well, not right now, because <laughs> we've got some other people that have done the work for us. What have they done? Well, normally we have to find our unbelievable words. Unbelievable words. <laughs> so in unbelievable words, as everybody here knows, we pick a word, it's give quick, a definition, give a sentence, and it's some weird word that we found that week or that day or that second. Or and that year. Jen, or that year. Yeah, Jen seems to be saying that we don't have to do it this time, that these people have done it for us. I'm saying exactly that. I love it. I love it. Are we just going to go around the table? Yeah. All right. Who's starting? Same. Same. I'll start. All right. So my word is twangdillo. Twangdillo. How do you spell this? Twangdillo. T-W-A-N-G-D-I-L-L-O. Twangdillo. That is an unbelievable word because I don't believe that that's a word. (laughs) Where did you get this, eh? So I got this from the hit game Balderdash. <laughs> <laughs> we played this last night right. for Thanksgiving. Which we're also thankful for. Balderdash is awesome. Super fun played. word game. Yes. And then I searched it up and it seems like it's been kind of out of use since the mid 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> like the word Balderdash. Yeah. <laughs> but you can still use it. And now it's a type of slang. All right. So what is Twangdilla? So Twangdilla is a quick slap. Oh, that's like what your mom wants to do to me, like all the time. <laughs> a little twang <laughs> I think we should bring it back. What do you think, Zay? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, good one, Zay. My now I'm word is longer than the act itself. Twang All right, mom, what do you got? My word is related to my word-related thing that I was thankful for. Oh, it is Sassanac. 
Sassenach. Oh, look, and Bonnie's nodding. She knows the word. S-S-E-N-A-C-H. And this is something that anyone who loves Outlander would know? No, absolutely. Or or like Swissby. It means an outsider or a... An English person. It's 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 a Scottish word. So what does it have to do with whiskey? Well, it's also a brand of whiskey. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it's an English person or an outsider. Right, right. Is right. it a, is it a noun or an adjective? Can you use it in a sentence? It's a noun. Well, I mean, they they say to Jamie, I can't believe you married a Sassanac. Oh, right. I so like that, too. a little too. bit of a slur? It's, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a slur. All right, all right. Mm. But it's a slur against the English, then. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Babo? Well, I didn't go exactly newly discovered route. Uh, and this would be familiar if you're from Norway, talk about the Swedish language. Since 19th century here in America, especially in the Midwest and Washington, parts of Washington State and some of Upper Northeast, we have a word that we call Ufta. 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 It's a little, you know, oye ish and just kind of Ufta. It can be Anything and basically the way it Bob's mom says become, it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. It started to be used at least in Minnesota in my upbringing was it could replace any other obscenity you might actually mm. want to use. So it's very very helpful. And what it can the mean a lot of this? different things. Sometimes <laughs> it's got a little onomatopoeia yeah. aspect, but it's great as a teacher because oh, what do you think of my assignment? <laughs> it's better than muttering what you were really thinking. I have to say, I was one of the things I was thankful for. Language was going to be swear words, but I thought, ah, then I couldn't like elaborate here. Right. So. <laughs> Bonnie, I have a word here. I, I thought about as people were going around because some of these words are like nobody ever says anymore. Yeah. Jen and I were watching the Gilded Age last week, and a word that I heard only, I think, on the B. Uh, on our podcast, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. They used on that show. Mm-hmm. What Jujun. word? Oh, he called somebody oh, Jujun. He said it was so Jujun. He said it. Was Do you know what that means for us? Jujun, Jujun, Bonnie. Yeah, unsophisticated, yeah, yeah. immature. Yeah. Do you think you're a Jujun? No, never. Damn, <laughs> Zane. I don't look that much like Zane. <laughs> That's a good one. Good one, Bonnie. All right, Gus, finish it up. Mine is Leary Poop. Wait, what? <laughs> what? what? Leary Poop. L I O I P O O P. Leary Poop. That sounds a little jejun to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very, how should I say this? Unjejun. <laughs> What's Leary Poop? What is it? A Leary Poop is the tassel. On a college graduation cap. No, no. Really? Where did you find this? Um, also in Balderdash. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, is that the definition that you made up, or the real definition? That's, <laughs> That's awesome. I never Good knew that. So when you turn your leery poop to the other side, you know how come they don't doing? say that they during your talk? They should totally say that when <laughs> they get the turn your leery poop. You have now graduated. Well, we are very thankful to all of you for doing this and yes. for coming, doing our homework for us, giving us some unbelievable words yes. and some great ways to use language. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, family. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
And that's it for this extraordinary Thanksgiving episode of Tom Tit and Baobab. Thanks for being with us. Being with us. <laughs> if you too are thankful for the New York Times spelling bee, other word games, and words in general, come back next week. We drop a new episode every Monday. Until then, be in touch. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also email us at TomTittenBaobab at gmail.com. We want to know all about the bees you like, bees you hate, words you missed, and words you'd like to know about. If you like TNB and never want to miss an episode, subscribe or follow us. Even better, leave a rating or a review. This helps other word nerds and puzzle lovers find our very indie podcast, which could use some advertisers. That's right. New Yorker, where are you? Listeners, we're thankful for you. We are. Bye. Bye. Five golden tubes. Four pounds of black bakery fudge toast to good old glass. And a beer in a tree.